As training camp gets ready to open, we talk about five storylines to watch for the LA Kings as they prepare for their preseason schedule and the start of the 2022-23 NHL season. What young players are looking to take the next step? Are important players healthy and ready for the start of the season? Is the big offseason acquisition ready to start the next chapter of his career? And who's the number one goalie? All that coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you enjoy this kind of content. We are at 599 subscribers at, at last check. Our goal was 600 by the end of the month. So uh, barring some sort of disaster, we're going to reach that goal uh, and then some. And I thank you very much for your uh, subscribing and liking of this YouTube channel. Thank you. Uh, my name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I have worked in sports media for almost 30 years. In the past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick reporter, and NHL insider. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years. And of course, a very passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. LA Kings training camp opens this Thursday, 10 a.m. at the Toyota Sports Center in El Segundo. Um, now, I had previously said that training camp was starting on Wednesday. I had uh, received that information from a reliable source, uh, but Kings PR had a tweet that said that, in fact, uh, the training camp for the LA Kings was opening up Thursday, 10 a.m. at the Toyota Sports Performance Center. I'm going to go with Kings PR on this one. So I am trying to pass the buck a little bit on that misinformation. So again, if you are looking to attend King's training camp, according to King's PR on Twitter, training camp opens Thursday at 10 a.m. in El Segundo. Uh, now, I will admit my wrong information passing out on the start of the King's preseason. I had thought it was on the 28th of this month. Actually, that's the King's first home game of the preseason. And actually, that game's not even uh, technically home. It's in Ontario. Uh, the home of the Ontario Reign when the Kings are going to be hosting the Sharks. The Kings' actual first preseason game is five days away in San Jose. So in less than a week, the Kings will be playing preseason action. I am still confident, though, that the Kings' regular season opener is, in fact, 21 days away, October 11th, as the LA Kings will host the Vegas Golden Knights at Crypto.com Arena. I will be there for that game, and I will also be there for the opening of training camp on Thursday at uh, the Toyota Center. Looking forward to seeing that. Looking forward to reporting on training camp for you guys at the site of, of training camp. I am I am here in LA and ready to cover the team for you guys. So I think there are five storylines for the LA Kings going into training camp. Now, they may not be the same storylines going into the regular season because things can change between now and then. But going into training camp, I think there are five storylines that you as a Kings fan should be interested in following and watching. And some of these we've touched on a little bit before, but let's let's cover some of the ground again, and some of it is new ground. We're going to start, though, with the question of, will defenseman Brant Clark play for the LA Kings this season? We talked about this on Monday's show. 
Uh, Clark, the Kings' number one pick, eighth overall in 2021, looked great at the recent rookie faceoff in San Jose. He had four assists. He had the game-winning goal in a shootout in game number two. Um, looked great offensively, was responsible defensively. Um, this is, if this was the first step in his making the LA Kings roster this season, uh, then it was a positive one. Uh, he still has uh, to play well in training camp and the preseason, and he could get a nine-game audition of NHL experience during the regular season before the Kings have to make a decision on to keep him or to send him back to his junior team. Because of his age, you probably know this already, but he is not eligible to be sent to Ontario and the AHL. If Clark shows he's NHL ready, and if the Kings feel like with Clark they are that much closer to a Stanley Cup, then they should keep him uh, on the NHL roster this season and start the clock on his three-year entry-level contract. If Clark shows he's not quite ready for the NHL, or if the Kings truly feel that they are more than a year away from a real legitimate run at the Stanley Cup, then it does make some sense to send him back to junior and pause that clock ticking on the start of his entry-level contract for another season. But uh, Todd McClellan, the head coach, has pretty much basically said, the bottom line is, if he's good enough to play in the NHL, we're not going to wait. Uh, so we shall see if Brant Clark is good enough to play at the NHL. They're going to get a great look at him. I think they're going to give him plenty of opportunities, plenty of minutes, plenty of games to play in. Uh, obviously take a hard look at him in training camp with the practices, uh, putting him in situations where they want to see if he can excel. I think they're going to have him uh, running power play uh, time as well. But like I said, the indication is at this point that Brant Clark's audition to see if he is going to play for the LA Kings this season, it, it's gotten off to a good start. Great job at the rookie uh, classic up in San Jose. Now he has to continue that, carry it over into training camp, carry it over into the preseason. And like I said, they've got nine games of experience. They can play him in nine NHL games. The 10th game is when his contract would kick in. That would mean they were going to keep him with the Kings this season. So they've got plenty of opportunity to give him a legitimate long look at if he is NHL ready or not. I'm actually optimistic that this could happen, how this will affect the rest of the defensive core. Certainly remains to be seen, but the the better players you have on your roster, regardless of their age or experience, if you really believe that Brant Clark is a guy this season that can help you win hockey games, then you have to keep him in the NHL because I think it's going to be that competitive. I really do. I know a lot of people have the Kings penciled in as third place in the Pacific. Some even have second place in the Pacific. Um, but I, I think it's there's going to be challenges this year. I don't think the idea, if, you, if you're a Kings fan, you think that because of what happened last year, and because of the addition of Kevin Fiala, that we're just going to be handed a playoff spot. I just, I don't think it's going to be quite that easy. I think there's going to be challenges. And we'll certainly talk about that going forward once we get closer to the start of the season, when we have a Pacific Division preview and my predictions on where the, the team is going to finish. But like I said, uh, it, it, it seems pretty clear uh, from quotes from Todd McClellan and, and the message of the organization is, if Brant Clark can help us win now, that he's going to play in the NHL this season. But like I said, he's going to have lots of time to show he's ready or not. And uh, that's going to be a big storyline going into training camp. I think another storyline is another pretty obvious one, but is Quentin Byfield ready to take the next step? Also at the rookie faceoff in San Jose, I thought Quentin Byfield played very well, especially in that third game. He was the best player on the ice, had a couple of assists, uh, was flying around, showing a lot of energy, showing a lot of confidence, 
uh, and in helping to lead the Kings to a two on one record in that event. Of course, Byfield, the number two overall pick in 2020, looking to make a significant jump from last season when he had five goals and five assists in 40 games. If he is healthy, um, and he reportedly has bulked up uh, about 10 pounds this offseason. Um, and then uh, I think we can all be optimistic based on what we saw in the rookie faceoff and, and based on the fact that I think we've got a highly motivated player coming in this season to, you know, prove people that he deserves, um, you know, the kind of the accolades that he got before he was coming in to, with the Kings, the, the, the praise, uh, the, you know, the expectations, all the things that came with being the number two overall pick in the draft. I think Quentin Byfield wants to justify that and show fans and show his teammates and show the organization that, yeah, he was worthy of being picked that high. We talked about it on an earlier episode. Tim Stutzla was the third overall pick by the Ottawa Senators. There was real debate by many experts, fans within the Kings organization. Should we take Stutzla, who's the more NHL-ready player now, or should we take Quinton Byfield, who we think in the end will be a better player, but it's going to take a little bit more time. The Kings obviously selected as they were you know, in a rebuild that they were willing to take a little bit more time to ultimately get the better player, but it remains to be seen if that is going to be the case. Tim Stutzla received a big contract extension for the Ottawa Senators this past year. He has been, to this point, clearly the better player. Will he ultimately be the better player? That remains to be seen. It's hard for me to believe that Quinton Byfield doesn't read that, doesn't hear that, doesn't know that the guy who was picked one pick after him has had a better career so far, that he's just gotten a big payday, and he needs to prove something. And I, I think I think there's reason to be optimistic that Quentin Byfield is going to do that this season, but he still has to do it. He still has to show, not just in a rookie tournament, uh, that he can be one of the best players on the ice night in and night out, that he can be a positive contributor to the LA Kings night in and night out, not just flashes here and there, um, he's going to get, obviously, big opportunities this season. He's going to get a lot of ice time. This is going to be his first full season in the NHL. I think it's very encouraging that he's put in the work this offseason to get better. And again, going into training camp, another big storyline, Quinton Byfield. How much has he improved and how much is he ready to show that he was worthy of being that number two overall pick for the LA Kings and be a very positive influence on the Kings offensively this season? We will discuss the health of a very important player for the LA Kings in training camp in a moment. But first, I want to remind you that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that is bet online, where the game starts. So another storyline for the LA Kings going into training camp is the health and status of Victor Arvidsson, uh, the LA Kings' second-line right winger. Uh, Arvidsson was not able to play in the Kings' playoff series against the Edmonton Oilers because of a back injury. Later found out that he had to have off-season surgery for a herniated disc, which reportedly went well. Now, he ended up having that surgery, and his status for the start of training camp right now uh, appears that he is going to be skating, and apparently he has been skating. And the reports are encouraging, again, that the surgery went well, and he's looked good on the ice, but the Kings are still not ready to clear him for full team participation and not ready to clear him for contact. When exactly that is going to be the case, uh, remains to be seen. 
but he is going to be at training camp. He is going to be skating, but as far as kind of the team uh, scrimmages, preseason games, it doesn't look like that's going to happen for Victor Arbitson. Um, obviously, the Kings don't want to rush him back in the lineup. Back injuries can be very tricky. If you saw the Sean Couturier news for the Philadelphia Flyers uh, earlier today, uh, then you know that backs are nothing to be messed around with. So um, they want to make sure they get this right. They want to make sure we have Victor Arvison for the bulk of the regular season and for at the end of the season. Not quite as important to have him at the beginning of the season, although it's important. You want to get off to a good start, but they're going to be careful and they're going to be cautious with him. So it does not appear, um, barring uh, some you know major good news in training camp, maybe if he's just feeling really, really good and they examine him and they're, they're like, oh, he's ahead of schedule. Let's get him back in, in, in preseason. It doesn't look like Victor Arvidsson is going to play in any preseason games. And and why should he? Uh, really, he has, has nothing to prove at this point. As far as the start of the regular season, that to me seems to be very up in the air at this point. So they're going to play it by ear. So how does that injury, how does his health affect the rest of the team? Uh, well, it, it appears that you would, well, you would think that a guy like Arthur Kaliev could move up to the second line with Philip Deneau. Um, and with Trevor Moore, maybe a guy like Gabe Velarde gets a big opportunity to skate on that second line. I think this is a big season for Gabe Velarde to prove that he is a legitimate NHL caliber uh, winger. Um, this is he's, in, he's on a one-year deal, um, and he's been given a lot of opportunity. Um, so I think it's time. If he can get an opportunity to play on the second line to start the season, I think that is a huge opportunity for him, potentially, if it's not a guy like Arthur Kaliev or somebody else. It remains to be seen. But again, if Victor Arvidsson misses the beginning of the regular season, which it, I think there it, it's leaning that way at this point, then again, guys are going to slot in uh, another another place. Uh, a third liner becomes a second liner. A fourth liner becomes a third liner. And somebody who is on the bench now is a fourth liner. So uh, that's going to affect the Kings lineup. But hopefully Victor Arvidsson, again, everything's encouraging at this point, but his health is a storyline to follow as we go into training camp. I think another storyline to follow is another pretty obvious one, and that is, is Kevin Fiala ready to assume this role with the LA Kings? All eyes are going to be on the Kings forward for the first day of training camp just to see what he looks like uh, in a new uniform. But it, obviously, uh, like a kid at Christmas, you're excited about the new toy. Uh, and the Kings obviously made a major splash this offseason, trading for the rights of the talented winger from Minnesota and then signing him to a seven-year 55.125 million dollar contract. LA gave up talented prospect Brock Faber, as well as the 19th overall pick in this year's draft, to get the rights to Kevin Fiala and then sign him. Uh, and obviously, with that kind of investment uh, and with the kind of price that they paid for him, uh, the Kings are obviously going to be looking for uh, a, a good return this year uh, for Kevin Fiala. Of course, he's 26 years old, uh, coming off a career year, 33 goals, 85 points, playing on Minnesota's second line. So now um, the expectations are ratcheted up, not only because he was the big splash in the offseason and not only because he is filling uh, probably the King's biggest need this offseason, but the questions are, can he do it again? Uh, and can he uh, accept the pressure of being a guy who is going to have the focus on him and who's going to play on a top line now? He didn't do that in Minnesota. He didn't play with Krill Kaprizov on the top line. He was on the second line with the guys like Frederick Gaudreau and Matt Boldy. And, and maybe, you know, the pressure isn't as bright. The light isn't as bright on when you're playing on the second line. So now Kevin Viala has the money. He has the responsibility. He has the spotlight. Everyone's going to be sticking a microphone in his face uh, here in training camp and after games in the preseason and the regular season. Um, is he ready to live up to that kind of responsibility? 
when he hasn't had it before in his career. It remains to be seen. The good news is for Kevin Fiala is that he's now, I believe, playing with better players. Uh, so that's got to be a positive. Um, and he's now, you know, some players embrace the idea that they are now the man or one of the men, right, that is being relied on. He's not looked on anymore as being a complimentary piece uh, or a one a one B type of guy. He's a one A guy now, and uh, it will be very interesting to see how he responds to that. It'll be interesting to see how quickly he is able to get accustomed to. I mean, let's be honest; these are also human beings. He's going from Minnesota to Los Angeles. That's uh, that's a that's a big culture shock in some ways. Uh, some guys embrace that. Others, uh, it might affect him a little bit. Uh, he's going to be, you know, joining a new, everything's going to be new for him, new organization, new trainers, new equipment guys, uh, and obviously new teammates. How long does it take him to get accustomed to playing with what we believe is going to be Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe uh, on the top line? All questions that remain to be answered. Uh, and again, that added responsibility, does he thrive under that? Uh, being on the top line, being a guy that everyone is going to want to uh, see play and, and the expectations are high. Can he live up to that? Remains to be seen. It all starts though in training camp. You know, the, 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 he's a professional. He's been around a while. He's not a young player anymore. Uh, I, I think it would take, uh, it would be pretty quick transition for him to get acclimated to playing with guys like Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe, who are also veteran players as well. So looking forward to see how Victor Arvid, or excuse me, not Victor Arvid, how Kevin Fiala, um, uh, you know, uh, gets the, gets to the spotlight, how how he adjusts to that, being more responsible, having more responsibility on his shoulders and being a guy who's expected to not only play a, a big role, but a major role for the LA Kings this season. And uh, we will see and get a look at him at training camp coming up on Thursday. Uh, we have our final storyline going into training camp to talk about. But first, I want to remind you, that Locked On NHL has you covered for all of your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts and uh, from the Locked On NHL channels. Breaking down the big stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. All right, our final storyline to watch going into training camp is who is our number one goalie? Uh, it'll be determined, I assume, in training camp in the preseason. Is it going to be Jonathan Quick, the veteran? Going into the final year of his contract, is it going to be Cal Peterson, who his contract is just kicking in to start this season, the extension that he signed? Um, obviously, Jonathan Quick won the job late last season, started all seven of the Kings playoff games, uh, had one of his better years in recent times. He posted the, more, the most wins in a season uh, since the 2017-2018 season for Jonathan Quick. So is it Jonathan Quick's job to lose? Does his performance last season give him a leg up? Does the fact that he's going into the final year of his contract play into it uh, in any way? Um, it appears, judging by comments I've heard from head coach Todd McClellan, that the answer is no. Uh, he seems to be going into this season pretty much the same way the Kings went into last season, and, and that is whoever plays best is going to be the starting goalie. Whoever gives the Kings the best chance to win is going to be the starting goalie. Doesn't care about sentiment, doesn't care about what you've accomplished in the past, that it's basically a clean slate going forward. Uh, and that seems to be probably a good thing for both players, but I think in particular for Cal Peterson, as he starts his three-year contract extension this season, uh, he is now making $5 million per year. Uh, we talked about it going into last season. The Kings expected with that investment that they made in him that it was going to be time for Cal Peterson to take over the number one job and become the Kings' number one goaltender. Um, obviously, that did not happen last year. Jonathan Quick uh, in the end, ended up starting uh, 46 games. 
uh, and sharing time with Cal Peterson. But when it was all said and done, Quick was the guy in net when it mattered most at the end of the year and in the playoffs. Um, so I, can this be a negative or can this be a positive? I think it obviously could go both ways. I think how it could be a negative is that neither guy really asserts himself and we've got two subpar goalies basically flipping back and forth and the room and and the team not really knowing which guy they can rely on if they can rely on either of them. Uh, and maybe it becomes a, a distraction in, in the room. Does one group of of players, maybe the veteran guys, do they favor Jonathan Quick because he's been there and done that and he's won two Stanley Cups and he's been a Smythe Trophy winner? Or maybe do the younger guys say it's time to get some new blood in there? It's time to get uh, you know somebody else a chance. At Jonathan Quick, it's you know his time has has passed. I I don't think any of those things are actually going to happen. Um, and I, I look, I'm more of a positive thinker, so I, I'm of the opinion and of the belief that this can be a good thing actually for the Kings. That this can be a motivating factor for both guys. Uh, they both know that they have the opportunity to be the number one goaltender. That they have to go out and win the job that it's a competition almost every day. The pressure is on them every game to perform. Um, and if they perform, they're going to get rewarded. If they don't, they're not. So hopefully that's the attitude that goes that they go into this. I know Jonathan Quick is one of the most competitive professional athletes I have ever been around. He uh, has a fire that burns. And even though he's an older goaltender now, and he's a guy that relied a lot on his athletic ability and getting older means that some of those skills eventually start to fade, I think his attitude and his competitiveness are, are a couple of his greatest assets. I still remember opening night when for the first time in many, many years, he did not get the opening night assignment and him sitting on the bench and you could literally see it on his face. He was pissed. He was pissed that he did not get that opening night assignment. And that's a good thing. You don't want, you don't want anybody to be uh, complacent or satisfied with being the backup. And that certainly isn't the case for Jonathan Quick. Cal Peterson, meanwhile, the clock is ticking on him. Uh, he there's is he going to prove it or not? It's time, right? They've the Kings have invested in him, and they're expecting him to play better. So, does he uh, respond to the pressure? Does he kind of redeem himself in in the fact that he had the opportunity last year and he didn't seize it? Uh, and, and is he going to be motivated and driven by Jonathan Quick, knowing that Quick is not going to let up? Quick is going to give his best every practice, every game, and and if Cal Peterson slips then he's going to be replaced. So that's the attitude I think uh, the organization is going into. I know Todd McClellan has specifically mentioned that, that whoever's the better goalie, whoever plays the best is going to play. He's not worried about rotating guys in and out, back and forth. And I think the one good thing about that is if if you're a teammate of Cal Peterson or Jonathan Quick, you kind of, I think when you play a lot, when you have two goalies playing a lot, I don't think you care, at, 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 you know, which goalies in net because you're used to both of them playing. It's not a big deal if you have, you know, somebody like, uh, I don't know, an Andre Vasilevsky in Tampa Bay and suddenly he's not in the net because he plays every night. Uh, that might be a little bit of an adjustment, maybe. Uh, but but I think when you've played both guys, it's not a big deal to to either, um, to the teammates, you know, which guy is in net. Maybe they have their preference. Who knows? I'm sure they do if you if you put a gun to their head. But like I said, um, who's the number one goalie for the Kings? We don't know. Is it could it be determined in training camp? It, it's possible. Could it be determined in the preseason? Like I said, whoever plays better is the message being sent. And so it could be a rotating situation again, or maybe one of these guys absolutely wins the job and and runs with it. But hopefully, the competition between both of them is something that's going to fuel them. 
and get them to play at their best. Uh, that certainly is the plan and the hope for what happens in net this season for the LA Kings, but it starts in training camp to see who is going to be our number one goalie. Do you agree with these storylines? I would love to get your feedback on our Friday feedback show. Uh, the email address, if you'd like to send me an email, is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to keep up to date on this show and everything that's going on with the LA Kings, follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. Coming up on Wednesday's show, we are scheduled to be joined by Ontario Rain play-by-play man Josh Schaefer, who was uh, the man behind the mic for the 2022 rookie face-off in San Jose. We're going to talk to him about uh, that event, what he saw uh, from the young Kings playing in that event, uh, and also his outlook for the Ontario Rain and some of the LA Kings prospects for this upcoming season. Hey, thank you so much for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On NHL, Locked On Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. That's Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Thank you so much for watching this show. Appreciate it. Looking forward to training camp opening up. Very excited about it uh, and looking forward to, uh, to talking to you about it. Uh, thank you again for listening and for watching Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia reminding you as always, go Kings go.